This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Mikey, you're the host of the show. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me is Super Vegan Brian. Hello, nurse. The one, the only Hindu Anthony. What's up, buttercup? And David Theobald. (laughs) I'm dying. Holy shit. (laughs) You better leave that in. You better leave that in. in. Holy shit. Uh, I was like, he's testing room levels. Okay, cool. And then he's like, you're the host. I was like, all right. <laughs> it's been okay. so long, folks. He forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, I also did uh, like a four and a half hour drive back to Vegas today. So I feel your pain. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan, it's been so long since you've given a hello nurse. I've been doing it for you occasionally. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's um, I have been waiting all day to do that joke because I knew it would go exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Brian has plans upon plans. Uh, oh, it, it, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, it, it's Mikey, Anthony, and Brian together again, putting the episode up on a week we don't have an episode scheduled. It's awesome. Our follower is going to be like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm here follower. now. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The... All right, David already knows. There are, right. <laughs> there, are, there are 300 people in Hamburg, Germany that listen to us every week. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I really huh. oh man if you go on the SoundCloud and you look at other countries it's so crazy it's wow. like it's like that's either oh. one guy listening to us a lot or a lot of people with not much to do there's a very lonely prison guard in Hamburg <laughs> we, we generally have a, between 200 and 300 listeners per week we're a small podcast um, hey, it's but, better than the dozens and dozens we used to do well we've been at that those numbers for more than a year and they go up when oh, we no. have someone and where have I been yeah and they go they go <laughs> up when we have someone big on um, oh, the, so we're gonna but, hit the thousands this week which, oh, yeah. what's what's weird oh, yeah, is sure. on occasion we will get a spike and it will be a whole bunch of people in some other country and it won't be like a country known for scammers I mean, we don't see, it's not like all of a sudden a thousand people in Amsterdam listen to the podcast or a thousand people in Nigeria or something like that. It's not, it's not weird. We, 
we we get really? like 25 views in North Korea and we're like, wait a minute, what? Apparently oh, we're yeah. huge that's in Delhi. I, I don't think that's possible. No, it is not. Well, yeah. Because if anybody was doing it from North Korea, they'd be behind some kind of VPN, right? Or it'd be the or it'd be the man himself. Yeah, the, our number yeah, one fan. He's yeah, a, our number one. He, did, he's he's yeah. our, <laughs> he, did, he listens to us in his surplus tank. Yes. He's our thousand he's our thousand dollar patron. Yep. So uh so who's flying over there? <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, uh, we, I say we have Brian. created so many reasons in the past for this podcast to be under surveillance. Why not just <laughs> add another one? Yeah, this is, I'm pretty sure they wrote they wrote us off as harmless we, a long We already time have the interdimensional um, investigation agencies Ooh, from unilateral and... Uh, parallel dimensions interested in what we we do brian i've been meaning to talk to you about that those letters they're sending more of them more often oh i'm don't having, worry I'm about having to burn like six or seven a day now well, they keep showing up in the engineering mailbox i don't know how to turn it off <laughs> as long as Uh-oh. as long as we don't can i mean interdimensional mail is a really dangerous thing you know just just make sure that the laser grid is turned off because we don't want to kill any more owls Laser grid, it turned into a steam boiler. What do you think I've been burning the letters in? We don't want to kill any more owls. I mean, Hogwarts is already mad at us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that intern. I turned off the Predator drone, and Jose ran out of rounds a while ago. Think of how think of how Rowan will feel if if we she finds out that all the owls have been (laughs) have been intercepted. We can't get to her house. We're giving you her letter in proxy. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> what are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> Apparently, they're killing Hogwarts delivery owls. Hey, t- hey, t- you think well, tampering when, with regular posts is a federal crime? We can't tamper with wizard mail. You know when we lost our agent in the field because of you know uh-huh. since you since you since since you you know you had to focus more on work at home and you couldn't be our agent in the field anymore we've really had to branch out with our extra dimensional powers and it, well it, truth be told power to the cloning field the cloning machine died we haven't been able to produce any more clones well that's why that's why the one that's why the one that's here with us has been degrading so badly i mean heck look at him he's lost like he's lost he's like wasting away pounds. <laughs> He is half the man he used to be. I'm fine, 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 fine. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, don't worry. It's it's great, you know? You know, Brian's still an engineer. David still works at a school. Um, Strike that, reverse and, it. <laughs> what did I say? Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> oh, David. Uh, hold uh, on a second. I need to do so- so we are here to talk about that helps. we are here to talk about stuff. We have no outline as and designed. things. You can't forget oh, the, the good things. Old days. We have no topic as designed. Um but first Oh but right. First we play everybody's favorite game. What's dirty with you? Thank you, David. That works too. You're the host. You're supposed to be the one transitioning us through stuff, not Brian. Oh, okay. It's your job, okay, God, fine. Hang on. But first, we're gonna. We, but first, we gotta do one thing, David. What do we gotta do first? We gotta play everybody's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? It's where we talk about all the nerdy things we've done the past couple weeks, and then we vote using Mike Myler's patented widget system to figure out who was the nerdiest. Now, did Mike Myler really patent that widget system? Like, uh, it's pending. Somewhere? It's it's not pending. This, not in this dimension. Not in this dimension. But other Mike Bylers have. Mm, that's part of our mail. 
Yeah, about that. The interdimensional patent in, patent office is pretty toothy. <laughs> the Some of those forms haven't even been created yet. You know, Mikey, you haven't been on forever, and you, we get you on an episode, and you introduce yet another interdimensional agency to the narrative. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you know who reared their ugly head the other day? Oh, the I don't know. Punch ghost. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave me a lot of ghost nickels. Topped <laughs> off like another jug of the Hawaiian punch. It was great. You know what's really funny <laughs> is I'm drinking Pedialyte, which looks a lot like Hawaiian punch. Well, the, the blue one. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And and so, for listeners, it's because I got vaccinated and I've heard that it helps with side effects. So I am drinking Pedialyte. It's not because I have like cancer or something. I just want to let everybody know. Wait, no, wait, don't, nudge, don't worry. Nudge. Nobody thought you had cancer. Wait, what? We just thought it was severe diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drank some smooth move tea this morning. Oh, no. I did drink some smooth move tea this morning because I was horribly constipated. I just want to let everybody know. I and, have yeah, never had that move, problem. Right. I've Please. never had that problem. So ever, you know, ever? If it, if, I have the opposite problem. Um. I find that if constipation gets really bad, the little suppositories, once you get past the, the idea of sticking one up your butt, Can they're you? heavenly. They're they're amazing. It's, I it's bet the they are. Best cure for constipation. On the whole, I'm sure they're amazing. <laughs> yes. No, in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On it's the whole would be a topical. God. Uh, yeah, it's right. still in David. He goes, oh, no. I wouldn't know. Uh, Again, Brian doesn't tell not us the problem the I've never he had. Reaches, the moment he reaches, he reaches full insertion, he starts singing, on top of <laughs> Actually, speaking of falsetto singing, I was singing Tiptoe Through the Tulips earlier. Ugh, I oh, I love that. We, we I don't want to talk song. about what what what's I'm, being done to it when he does that. I'm not allowed to do it on the podcast because I, I can't sing falsetto quietly. Oh yeah, no. I can only don't basically us. scream falsetto. So it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Klaus, not. know me. You are not. <laughs> I, I thought nice. I thought uh, tip through the tulips was Tiny Tim. It is Tiny Tim, but Klaus, know okay. was also one at San Castrato. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, no, nope, you should look him up. Oh, sweet Jesus! All right, stand by. Oh, uh, continue. I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> so we're supposed to be doing what's nerdy with you, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. We're also it's supposed it's to be a game. And you know, hey Brian, what's nerdy with you? Holy I shit! Brian's going first. I'm the Whoa. guest. <laughs> Whoa! Um, Suck it, Brian. You know, since I'm first, I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's nerdy with me? Um, I have a few things, I guess. I've been trying, since we played Fate on the podcast, I've been coming up with all sorts of ways to play Fate. Um, um, Mikey, Anthony, and I have a friend named Dwayne who reached out and wants me to run a one-off, so I'll probably be doing that. And he's been collecting, um, all sorts of old school RPGs, so we were talking about that in chat. Yeah, he, he has, uh, there's one that him and his wife want to run that I'm really interested in. It's a murder mystery. I I'm really interested in um oh David, do you know that one where everybody is the GM? It's like we are John or something like that. Oh god, I've heard of it. I oh, I don't know the name, the proper name off the top yeah, of my head. Everybody controls everybody is the voice in the head of a schizophrenic. It sounds very uh 
very um uh being john malkovich yeah it's <laughs> it's crazy it's everyone's a voice in the head of this guy and they're trying to control them to do stuff and the players basically take turns passing the baton and yeah i've heard of games doing that uh, but. Huh. i don't know how much tr- i'd probably get in trouble because i'd keep telling him to fight bruce willis <laughs> 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 I'm going to look it up so I can give it proper credit. I'm putting my, my, my brand new uh, gun cleaning mat back in the tube. Nice. Everyone is John. Okay. Everyone, Everyone is, John. is John. Yeah. What are um, these? Oh, you're good. Um, what else did I do? Um, you know, I, don't, I, I did cable management on my, on my podcast setup. I mean, does that count? I mean, it yeah, really has yeah, been a week since I've recorded the podcast. So <laughs> yeah. I've been getting used to this every two weeks thing. Um, Oh hell! He tells his wife. I don't oh. have to. He tells everybody. I don't have to do anything crazy this week. I don't have to record. And his wife's like, "Thank God." This is not. <laughs> this is not specifically nerdy, but it is oddly satisfying. I went to the store to get drawer organizers for the kitchen, and um, just picked up a random set of drawer organizers that I thought would fit. And I set them in the drawer and I got a utensil organizer and I set in the drawer. I didn't measure anything and they all fit perfectly and filled the drawer flush. That's a, that's a visual ASMR right there. Amazing. Now imagine opening the drawer to flush organizers. (laughs) How'd you know clicking was my thing? I don't think that's gonna survive final edit. Oh, <laughs> nope, nope, keep it in. I want to hear. I want to hear ASMR, Brian. Now, no, now, I mean, now, I don't. Now, th- crisscross cut a glycerin soap bar and slowly cut it off. What I'm telling you is, I don't think it's gonna survive final edit because I do auto edits on the podcast, and I have a feeling that's gonna be detected as clicks or noise or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. The program's like shit. There's a lot of pop. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Oh no, 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 no! It's this. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your late night nerdy place where all the naughty boys and girls go to roll their dice outside of the box. Damn. <laughs> um, actually, with the with the way my mic is set up, I could probably do like, "Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio." Today we have a special guest with a scientific analysis. We're going to talk about the idea of manta rays and how they have been mapping the ocean for a thousand years. Hi, was yes, that I'm was a... that the other NPR enough for you? Is that? <laughs> I am I'm a caller from back east. And I just want to say, go number four. Yeah. Oh wait, this isn't NASCAR Daily. Sorry. <laughs> my name is Steve Sweaty, and I would like to show you my sweaty balls. Nobody can resist <laughs> my sweaty balls. Hello, hello, night. You're to smooth jazz. <laughs> Tonight on Nerd Podcast Radio After Dark. <laughs> You know that I think that is what I'm going to call this episode. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. That's perfect. Uh, uh, Anthony, another nerdy thing. So Anthony, what's nerdy with you? Okay, Um, not uh, (laughs) ASMR videos. That's for sure. (laughs) I love uh, ASMR. Okay, I need to hijack real quick. I just want to let everybody know I am 100% open with saying I love ASMR videos. And I love, I don't get the tingle and I don't get any weird kink out of them or anything, but they really help me fall asleep. <laughs> so go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry. I had to bring that up. Hey, I know guys that fall asleep to uh, 10 hour recordings of uh, warp, uh, warp engine sounds. Hey, you weren't supposed to tell anybody about that. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> 
And what Michael means is he is one of those guys. Katie hates me so much. <laughs> oh, I, I did do something nerdy. I'm going to cut off Anthony again. You Anthony, already went. <laughs> you so already much. went. Shut the fuck up, no, Brian. I let Anthony a, talk. Hey, 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 hey. This no, is no, this is, this, is actually really, this is actually really good. I forgot about it. Oh, you're right. Um, I talked to my friend who works at SpaceX and worked on the recent launch and was telling me stuff about it. Dude, that yeah, is pretty, pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about it because we talked about it for a little bit. That is awesome. Um, So, yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Okay. I'm oh, one more. Now. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the nerdy thing I did is I started playing a new D&D game uh, with a friend of mine on, I think we're doing Roll20. And um, I decided to make a very interesting character. I think I already told you guys in the Discord or in the uh, Messenger, but that's okay. Uh, yes, um, but I do not believe any of the listeners have heard this. So please sure continue. Um, I decided to make a like a little girl character, and basically she's a she's a magical girl, you know, like from those old like '90s cartoons like Sailor Moon or uh, Card Captor Sakura things. Oh hell yeah! Or She-Ra. She-Ra is another inspiration. So um, that's basically what she is. She's like this. Uh, basically, a twelve-year-old girl, and she is a pact of the celestial warlock. Oh because <laughs> one of the patrons you get as a celestial is a unicorn. What's yeah, more magical, girl? Then I get my magic powers from a unicorn. Um, I cannot yeah. wait. Wow. Yeah, I've been making. I've been see this as a an girl character. Oh, uh, I know, right? We need. We need to make. We need to find you the the right opening theme song. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of every session, you just play that for thirty seconds. I was I was sharing with Anthony. Evil Hat Games, the ones who do Fate Core and Blades in the Dark, um, are doing a magical girl game using the Blades in the Dark rules. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Um, I they're in playtest right now. It's not public yet, but you can go to the website and read about it. So my GM, um, he had introduced like a, a magical salesperson pretty early on in the game, and one of the things he was selling was uh, enchants for the um, enchantment glamour onto armor. So now my magical girl has magically enchanted armor that, with a bonus action, I could change into any costume I want. So I was like, oh, cool. I have my magical girl transformation now. Which takes your entire round. No, it's a bonus action. No way, it's a bonus action? Yeah, bonus wow. action, say the say the magic <laughs> word. Do you have you come up with like alternate versions of the costume so you can and you can announce like what the move is? You could do the you could be like Oh yeah. Well sunshine. I don't know. I, go. <laughs> I do well, I am gonna be risk getting everything like that. So I was like, hmm, Eldritch Glass won't work because she is a warlock and I was like I know what'll work though. Sparkle blast. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's an Eldritch Blast with glitter. Oh, it's just bright white lights and glitters. Ding, ding. Oh, oh my gosh. So every time you do transformation, you gotta have like you gotta like get your phone out and have like a, a YouTube video or something queued up and it just plays that as like just, the, just the some like move. background anime music. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I mean, when I was playing a bard Pathfinder Society games, I'd actually play YouTube on my laptop of the different tracks I was riffing as I was uh playing my inspiring songs. Well, oh, Brian should remember when I had I had my uh, my envel- my Angel- <sighs> evangelical uh, cleric who was basically a bard cleric. He had his inspire courage song. Uh, I actually sang it, and it was a tavern chanty because he was a cleric for Caden uh, for Caden Clean. The, the yeah, it makes the, sense. Yeah, so it was great. It was it was a drinking song. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then the, sung to the tune, sung to the tune of whose line is it anyway? <laughs> and then uh, last of all, the uh, there is no magical girl that is complete without her talking flying buddy to give her advice. 
she has a uh of course i took the pack to the chain so i get like cool familiar and she has a fairy dragon so you know this is gonna get any girlier so uh unicorn patron 12 year old girl fairy dragon and uh oh this is all curse of strahd i wanted to be like the darkest macabrest creepiest module i mean you might as well i was like oh i want to I want to go completely against type there. Just, just be the the ray of sunshine in the sun sunless <laughs> city. <laughs> wow, bad, oh, that's so amazing. He's just the main bad guy from an anime now. <laughs> I, I know, like she gets to the end, trying to make everyone happy. She's like, "Am I the bad guy? Get away from <laughs> Am I the baddie, Hans?" Are we the baddies? <laughs> uh, our caps, they, they've got skulls on them. <laughs> I was just thinking that video. Oh, so that's pretty cool, Anthony. I like that. And yeah. you've been telling me about this character, and I get like every time you talk about it, I get more and more excited. Oh, yeah. She she has a tragic backstory that not even I know about. I told the DM, I was like, I want that to be a thing you come up with. I feel it's better to roleplay the, like, I don't know what happened to me before blank year. <laughs> I think it's better to roleplay that if I don't know and the character doesn't know. It, it goes total Tokyo ghoul. So, yeah, so sometime, oh sometime in the future, this little princess girl is going to find out she comes from some sort of tragic event. Oh. I think magical girls would be a good fake core thing because... That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh. I would like that a lot. And, so, and you know, David, what's nerdy with you? Oh, I was going to ask. <laughs> Uh, not not the most graceful of segues. You gotta you gotta flow back into it, my man. Okay. Uh, speaking speaking of toothpicks. <laughs> ah, ah. Booyah. Um. Oh, God, what has been nerdy with me? Uh. Well, I mean, yeah. Why not? Over the past like month or so, I binged watched all seven seasons of Next Generation, and I'm like two thirds of the way through season one of DS9. <laughs> Nice. Hooray, nice. boredom. <laughs> and Netflix. Uh, um, while you're watching Next Generation, you should have listened to the podcast, uh, uh, The Next Conversation, because it's actually puts a, puts a lot of those episodes in really good perspective. Yeah. No, I, I it's one of those ones I want to look at. I'm I'm still kind of uh, uh, enamored with uh, um, uh, Office Ladies as far yeah. as my actual watch podcasts. Yeah. Well, it, I mean... Uh, the Next Conversation are the ones that did the Deanna Troy doesn't have any real power and everybody is just humoring her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And uh, uh, Will uh, Wesley Crusher is a sociopath. I mean, yes, but that's beside the point. And it's his and it, and he uh, he faked his mom's way through Starfleet Medical to get her on the flagship because Beverly Crusher is a terrible doctor that wants to do unnecessary autopsies. Oh, but um, what makes me sad is their Patreon is where they do the Voyager podcast, and I'm like, I don't, I, I yeah, can't, right? I can't give them Patreon money. I, uh, I, but I, I want to hear I them. Can't, I can't wait to start Voyager. I love, I love Voyager. Voyager is my favorite. I love Voyager so much. Well, I, I was young how, enough. I, I love how Mikey Mikey said that. I haven't decided if this episode is going on just the Patreon or it's going up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leslie would want me to tell you guys that uh, Deep Space Nine is obviously the best. I disagree entirely. It's so it's. She's okay to be wrong. Her opinion. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay. Go, Leslie. I agree. Mm. That, oh, I, that is an argument I've been having with that, Mikey for a very long time. At two, at two, Ryan. At two. You knew this already. By the way, I, I, I popped up the Klaus Nomi video 
David, and yes. I, I, I'd seen him before. I, oh, yeah. I, I watched the Venture Brothers. Hmm. Yeah, no, they, they, made a, the they made a joke. They made a that's joke the with dude. him in it. Yes, they made a joke with him in it. Yes, yes. Klaus oh, Nomi, that's him. That was him. Yes. Oh, He's man. wearing a plastic shirt with a plastic bow tie. Yeah. David Bowie performed. David Bowie performed with him in the same outfit too. Yes. <sighs> R.I.P. Venture Brothers. Go Team Venture. I love that show. Go Team. Go Team Venture. Go Team Venture. <laughs> Do you have any more, David? Um, how many games are you involved with now, including pending games? Including your pending fake game. That's going to be five weekly or biweekly games I'm playing now. I'm a little jealous. Uh, to be fair, not all of them have been going off as scheduled. But I, yes, I want to seed an idea for a fake game, just because because in fake games we're going to be we're going to be doing lots of different concepts and lots of different one-offs and stuff i swear we have to do a meta fate game where the people in the game are podcast hosts <laughs> nice that reminds me of my idea for a for a sitcom that i want to do someday i want to write a pilot script for it no bites. Wow, I'm sad. We uh, want to know more. I was waiting for I, you to elaborate. I thought uh, you were going to continue. I had so my, my I. I really would have wanted you to be like, oh, what is it? <laughs> I was waiting for you to continue. He was like, oh, oh interesting. Oh, oh you know, this, I, what I this to podcast do is... isn't live, so yeah. um, I, I can just say, oh, what is it? And edit yeah. that in. Ooh, ooh, what? Well, then do it. Oh, what is it? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brian. So, no, it's, I want to do one where it's about a, a few friends that they they run a game shop, but the game, all, but the show also revolves around their D&D campaign. Each episode begins and finishes with a D&D session. So oh, that'd be like, cool. So it'd be like, like the gamers, but a TV show? Yeah. So it'd be like right. the episode begins with like their game and then like a problem arises in game. And then at, throughout the week in their, in the episode, they like work out that problem. And at the end is kind of like a, a nice fruition, but like the, but, a, but like the season finale two-parter, the, the, like either the person doesn't show up to the game or the game gets canceled for a week. Dun, dun, dun. I want you know, like play, real life. I want to play an RPG where you play the kids from the D&D cartoon and you, you play out through the whole thing with the with with venture T- and everything with venture and tiamat and i just think that would be fantastic did you see that car commercial where they recreated the D cartoon and they action? actually did a couple of those commercials it's uh, because apparently the dungeons and dragons cartoon was massive in brazil and that's where the commercial is from it's it's promoting a, uh, a one of the cars that are sold only in brazil and they use that and i was just like bro this is the live action D&D movie we need. Well, I've heard so much about the D&D movie and no, I, it's it's it is so bad, but I love it so much. Well, the new one, that's the new one that, that they're working on around Brian. Oh. Who they say eh. that signed on as the big bad? Oh, I knew this. Um we'll see it like I was just out. thinking about it a couple of days ago too. Um it was a guy. It's a guy. No, I hope so. <laughs> this is just recently that they announced it. It was just yeah. like a few months ago. Um, I know Chris Pine is the supposed he's, to be the star of the movie. Yeah, he's supposed to be the... Mm. the um, Hugh Grant is going to play the villain. It's Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant. Oh, man. I'm so befuddled as I murder your friends. I, I think that the movie would be successful if they did it meta. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how good his evil monologue is going to be. I being oh, that monologuing. The, the original D and D movie didn't really have anything to do with D and D. it was so terrible. It had the orbs of dragon kind in it. I mean, that's a pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but that's not saying much. Hey, 
What? I liked and, the original D and D movie. I never. Okay, it good was, for you. You're was, entitled to your opinion. The it's original D and D movie was, but I liked it. It was fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know, Jeremy Irons was great. He they, was. The those weren't beholders. They were spectators, and I will <laughs> take that to my die to my grave. That those were spectators. Those weren't beholders. And I guess that's I the agree. accurate for a player to fail his knowledge check and be like, they have beholders. We'll never get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that works. That works. Oh, I don't think that's what they were going for, but it works at the best. So, so. Um, <laughs> all right, I need to get something to write notes with up. I have paper. I want to go old school since we're doing an OG episode. You don't want to stare at your TV screen as you type? I don't have an outline put up. Nice. Oh, are you going to keep track of votes, Mikey? No. <laughs> i'm right. a face so the order was brian oh so uh, since i'm first someone else has to introduce voting well mike myler's patented widget system uh we get a number of widgets equal to I the guess number if of I don't hosts go, plus I can't one. Oh, that's right mikey what's been dirty with you my friend <laughs> fuck i'm terrible at this i'm uh, used to going first damn it i'm not used to the responsibility hey you're not the only one that forgot him <laughs> <laughs> you and my entire fifth grade class on my field trip <laughs> uh what's dirty Damn, with me? now i feel like shit thanks bro <laughs> nah you're good uh well uh for one i i ran my game uh, a couple weeks ago for the one that i run for uh, using pathfinder first edition mm. and i dropped my homebrew uh zombie druids on on my uh players and they about shit themselves <laughs> they were like oh no zombies and then they started launching off uh elemental spells at them and they were like oh god they know magic <laughs> Uh, they're like ah, oh, they're um. I, I think it was I think it was Dwayne. He goes, they're zombie benders. <laughs> That's good. And uh, the the big bad for that scene, he actually had a boss action where uh, two times before recharge, he can summon one d six zombies. Damn. He rolled a six. Ouch. At one point. Oh, okay, so I have a new nerdy thing that I just did right now. Motherfucker. I thought of I no no this this counts because when you said that, my brain went zombie bender. That's a bender that makes dead people animate. So how would that work? Is that earth bending or is it water bending? Is it, what is depends that? on how old they are. Do depends two, yeah. depends do, on how long the dead body's been dead. Do two benders have to work together? Is that what that is? Oh my god! They're or is it something only the avatar can do? I think when Korra opened the spirit world, it opened up the concept of people having more than one, um, uh, more than one um, element. That would be good. I, that okay. would actually be really cool. All right. So back to voting. Um, I'm supposed to say how many widgets I give out. Oh, wait. No, there was one other thing. Anything. We went to Calico Ghost Town on our way out. Hey, Calico's awesome. No, yeah, no. First the, first, the first one was enough. No, shut man, the fuck shut up, up right. Mikey. No, no. I'm doing that. <laughs> and uh, I've never been to Calico before this time. Oh, and it's I found awesome. These, and one of the, I loved it. And one of the stores, they had these, these, these uh, bronze tokens. Very cool. And uh, they're good for, uh, for, for ladies. For the ladies. Ooh, hey now. Good for good. Good, Ooh, for, all good for all night. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. So I got a couple of these, and my wife uh, staunchly said, "If you try and give me one of those, I will break it off." <laughs> the coin? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of them. Uh, it's uh, a, a sure uh, a sure screw at Rosie's Palace. Uh, <laughs> proprietor, Madame Ro- Rose Baker. Hmm. 
I got these and I thought they were just great. Plus, I got to nerd out in front of the the Raiders Stadium this morning. So, oh, very cool. When, oh, yeah. Did you get to see? Uh, were they were they doing the 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 gunfights and everything in the street still, or was it? No, they don't do them during the week right now because of ah, all the COVID restrictions. Damn. But they they but they do them during the weekends. But okay. we were there on we were there on a Tuesday. Nah, it's fun though. Uh, the yeah, next episode, Mikey's on. What's your nerdy thing, Mikey? I had to explain to my kids what those coins meant. <laughs> oh, I walked out of the store and I showed my wife. She goes, oh, my gosh. My kids go, let me see. And we're like, no, they're for adults. <laughs> oh, But my kids, I have a picture of my two boys. We bought them cowboy hats there, but they're like the cheesy red and black ones with the oh, little okay. white with like little white <laughs> things on. Like they had uh, like a little white star on them and stuff. <laughs> and they're both wearing suspenders and like slacks. And I was like, you put tintype on that photo and it looks like it's from the 50s i swear to you because they have little alien guns and my son my <laughs> son he's just like got it got like one he's like got the gotcha stance nice i was like oh my kids are tourists from the 50s <laughs> i'm done brian all right so now uh the uh mike myler's patented widget system we get a number of widgets equal to the number of people here plus one and then we vote uh based on who we want to uh to win the one who gets the most wins they get they get okay. widgets I give all five of mine to Anthony. It's fair. Okay. It's fair. Anthony, you have five. Where do they go? No explanation <laughs> needed. Just, okay. No explanation needed. I mean, magical girls are awesome. Oh, yeah. I love Anthony's character concepts. I can just His imagine how that game's so going to go. And, and when he said Curse of Strahd, he just <laughs> stitched oh, it. Man. So, Anthony, you got five. Anthony? Uh-oh. Did oh, you hit the button? There he is. Nope, Jesus. I had the mic at the top. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to reciprocate. He's like, why can't they hear me? By giving him Brian three, and I'll give David and Mikey one each. Oh, thank oh. you. I'll, I'm feeling love. Thank you. And then two. I give four of mine to Anthony and one to Mike, because Calico's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's loving my magic girl. And last but not least, I, Mikey. I'm going to give Anthony three and Brian and David each one. Yay. Oh, how nice. Magic, magic girl uh, D&D characters. That's no more explanation needed. Nope. You <laughs> David and Mikey are tied with one. Wait, no, with two. I David five. and Mikey are tied with two. I have four and Anthony wins with 12 widgets. The widgets are on their way. Um, they, in the spirit of Calico Ghost Town, they're going to be mining for gold on the way. <laughs> nope, silver. <laughs> silver. Oh, yeah, that was the thing I was going to say. Calico was, Calico um, was a silver mining town. Although, but like, it's a ghost town, so it obviously failed, so they're mining for gold. <laughs> I was going to say. At one um, point, they pulled $67,000 out of the ground. I was going to say Considering that Mikey's, it was um, cash, that was quite a <laughs> I was going to say that same joke. I was going to be like, wow, that's the <laughs> ultimate failure for a silver mine. <laughs> they pulled cash out of there. <laughs> oh, dollar bills, what are we going to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say though, um, when Mikey brought up his coins thing, I was like, "Wait, are you telling me you went to a ghost town and came back with two ghost nickels?" <laughs> uh, I did say the Hawaiian punch goes weird as ugly. There hair. is gonna be very few <laughs> listeners. So, in the spirit of an OG episode, oh my god, Mikey, I, had... I would like you to tell the Hawaiian punch ghost story. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All Our right. I will. Thing. It's been a so, long damn time. So we are living at the house before we bought this house with my in-laws. It was my in-laws house. And my mother-in-law asked me, did you bring these Hawaiian punch jugs here and like, put them here on the counter? Cause I used to work at night. So nobody would see me come in. I was like, yeah, somebody bought them. I put them there. She goes, Oh, thank God. I thought there was a ghost. <laughs> 
I'm like, not a burglar? I mean, a thirsty burglar would make, make a little more sense. She goes, yeah, I thought it was like a ghost or something. And I, so I, I got, I was, I was, I was off and I, I sat there and I was the only one up still. And I looked at those. And so I decided I just threw a sheet over me and I grabbed both the jugs and I walked into my in-laws bedroom with the light off and I started swinging the jugs. I said, Oh, you look thirsty. So thirsty. Ooh. And to which my father-in-law woke up, laughed and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? And later on, we were, I, I brought it up on the podcast and I forget who said it. And they, and they asked like, which one of us asked about like, if like they bought it, like they're just buying it. And I, I was think like, it was oh. Anthony. I think it was Anthony. And I said, and I, I was like, no, yeah, I bought it up the story because, you know, he, he was, and he stood up there and he goes, I hope you take ghost nickels because he can't make it from the void, Brian, because there's very stringent copyright laws that if he got it from the void, he would only be able to make tropical drink. <laughs> Oh, man, it's been a long there, time since I heard that story, and it's funny every time. <laughs> it, it was the first, like, it was like the third or fourth week we did the podcast, when we were recording every single week. and Back in the dark days. <laughs> before we had two-hour slots, too. Yeah. And, and, and I, was I think we were originally trying to jam each episode into a 45-minute episode, and then Something eventually... Something like that, tried, yeah. Then, yeah. Then, it, then it got up to an hour, then it was like an hour yeah. and 15. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. been like there ever since. Yeah, and everybody was and everybody was like looking at me like hey we're supposed to be leaving right now on the first episode what's nerdy with you is at the end of the episode yeah yeah it was we used to do them at the end of the episode yeah. i changed that i think the second episode was the first time i think we second did it. episode we did so it, this we... is where this is where you start editing in the clips and this is just a reunion clip show oh fuck right that <laughs> <laughs> i episode have... would never make it to air <laughs> the idea, <laughs> the idea has popped into my head a few times to do clips and it would require I think it's a he, fine idea but he do, looked through the catalog and he went oh fuck no it's like the vein in his head started bulging he for some reason wanted a steak well to do it realistically I'd probably have to do one or two episodes a week and just plan it over time and just come up with some highlight clips or some listener could do this for us <laughs> Or, and then they, and then the first clip they bring up is me chewing and chewing and swallowing on on Mike. I mean, every and I have outtake access too, which is also would be a nice thing to go. I I remember the fucking episode where (laughs) the the funny ass episode where Mikey came in with an intro with me with a freaking I, I poisoned him and we had to he 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 had to apologize to listeners oh, or I would give yeah. him the antidote. Oh yeah. my I god! Remember, yeah, that's because I was drink, I was eating and chewing on Mike without silencing it. We, we we triggered everyone with misophonia at home. Yeah, I, I take it as a personal best. It's the closest I ever came to being a supervillain. Uh, good stuff. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, then there was that one time when 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 Brian ate all those hot peppers and regretted it later. That was episode one hundred. Yep, I know. I was Wasn't there. That also your goodbye episode. Yeah, yeah it was right at your house. You <laughs> yeah, it was at my place right before you moved. <laughs> that was such a bad idea. <laughs> it was. I ate those peppers too. 
Yeah, but he ate a lot of them. Yeah, but did you know you know what happened to Brian after the episode? Oh, you know the oh, one where I... he had my friend and my friend who looked like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Well, nice. you had said something during the episode like my stomach is starting to hurt. I need to take it easy, and I was like, "It's fine, nom 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 nom." And then after the episode, I I. I thought I was going to die. And you were someone... okay for like an hour. Yeah. And then it just went downhill real quick. And someone suggested I should take some apple cider vinegar. I think that and was my wife. I took the apple cider vinegar and it instantly induced vomiting. <laughs> I think that was the point. But if you've ever vomited up a bunch of habaneros. Oh, God. You don't notice when you're puking, but when you're puking, stuff does come out of your eyes. And if you have habaneros in your stomach, oh no, it's not good. Oh no, I one uh, time I, I remember we, we were I swear we were trying to play a board game, and you suddenly sat up and was like, "I need to," and he just turned around and walked away. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "I hope he's okay." Like I thought, like like you got like a call or something, but we weren't paying attention. And then you came back. I was like twenty minutes later, and I was like, "Are you okay?" What What's funny about it is. It's not the first time I've puked up hot food. Mm. I was I was driving. So I suffer from intense car sickness. I It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens sometimes. And it even happens when I'm driving. That's and unfortunate. when it does happen, it usually just ruins my drive home. And I feel crappy and I get home and then I feel crappy for a good few hours. Mm. Um, one time I was driving home after having Thai food. And what Mikey can attest to, and I think David's been there for this too, mm. is when I go into a Thai restaurant, I ask them to try to kill me. Yes. I like my Thai food very hot. He told the lady, if he's not coughing from the fumes when you bring my plate, it's not hot enough. It was so <laughs> funny. She brought Dude, the plate um, to the table and everyone around me started coughing and gasping. <laughs> uh, a, a little speck of it hit the tablecloth and ate through it. You know that scene in Back to the Future 3 when the drop of uh, Old West whiskey hits the table and it starts smoking? <laughs> yeah. That's what happened when the when the sauce from his pad thai hit the damn table so one time i was driving home after having my thai food and i got car sick and i think it was a combination of the spicy food in my stomach and the car sickness and i had to pull over to the side of the road and puke and while i was puking i sneezed oh no oh 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 god a cop pulled over to see if i was okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he got back on his bike and left. <laughs> he laughed at me when I told him what happened. <laughs> and he still gave me a sobriety test. <laughs> He's like, there was beer in that, I guarantee it. I was like, I, I was like, no, I just get car sick. And he was like, do you have Dramamine? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why don't you take it every time? I'm like, because Dramamine makes you a little a little bit drowsy, and I don't like to drive on it. And he was like, oh, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> the yeah. fucking cop. Yeah. Well, I don't know what his knowledge was. Not everybody knows Dramamine makes you a little drowsy. That's yeah. Especially people that don't take it. Yeah. yeah Especially if you're that. not the one that's taking it. The non-drowsy Dramamine is just ginger. <laughs> 
Pretty much. Yeah. It is? Yeah, they're just ginger pills. Pretty much, yeah. Ginger's I had no good, idea. Ginger's good for the tum tum. Yeah, yep. uh, Mythbusters proved that ginger is more effective than Dramamine. Yeah, uh, for seasickness, uh, ginger pills. I'm down for that. When I was on a tiger cruise. Um, you got the, to go on a tiger cruise? Yeah, uh, Milton. Oh. When he was still in the military. Oh, um, okay. When I was on a tiger cruise. Um, what is a tiger cruise? You get to go on an hour and a half cu- cruise on a Navy ship. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. And they do weapons demonstrations and stuff. See, it's really cool. I love that's awesome. you going on a cruise to look at tigers. <laughs> <laughs> those, those crazy aquatic tigers. No, it's tigers in the sad, they're tigers in the sad, like turn of the century zoo cages just floating well, in the middle of the ocean. I thought it was like a cruise on like, the coast of no, Africa. No, no, no. We can see tigers. No, I, I, I thought it was like a Joe Exotic thing where it's a cruise ship with a bunch of tigers on it. They, they. Yeah. He's, he's offering you gift. He's offering you. He's offering you gift shop tokens because one of the guys got his arm ripped off and thrown overboard. The Tiger Cruise was a really cool experience because you would think. Being on a Navy ship, it would be like, you're only allowed in this one spot on the deck and they're going to tell you stuff and it'll be educational and whatever. No. It was free reign. You could go anywhere you wanted. Yeah. Just as long as you don't get in the way, right? Yeah. You could go anywhere you want and you weren't going to get in the way because they were so organized. There was no way that could happen. Yeah. I've always wanted to go on. I've heard about them. I've had people talk to me about them. I've always wished I could have done one because they're, I mean, you guys know me with Navy ships. Me and um, Milton's son. And Jonathan were running around in the bowels of the ship. And I mean, we were just, we were going all over the place. And um, I smacked my head like 12 times. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, Navy those ships, ships are, are not yeah. meant for tall people. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey likes his boats. Yeah, I wouldn't fit a little so. too much. Um, but I, oh. I did get a little bit of seasickness. I like ships, which I'm like actually ships. not that prone to. I'm not real prone to seasickness, just car sickness. And mm-hmm. um, the, the um, corpsman gave me a pill and it was like prescription anti-nausea and it was like instant not sick anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and take it, and you know, it was a corpsman that gave it to you, so he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I was on the, I, I, I kind of explored the ship and had food for like the first 45 minutes, and then the second 45 minutes I fell asleep. And I was, Milton told me that almost everyone on the first time on a ship falls asleep almost right away. It, it the, the, the motion of the ship, it just knocks mm-hmm. you out. Lulls you out. But we were awake for the weapons demonstration. They did, they did a fake launch. They didn't actually launch anything, but they like showed what they do when they shoot the nuclear missiles and stuff like oh, that. Oh, wow. And Neat. They um, <laughs> they accidentally launch a real tomahawk and they're just like, <laughs> everybody that's a guest on this ship, you're signing a waiver. <laughs> it was a destroyer and it was the USS Melius. Oh, very cool. Oh, it was a destroyer. So yeah, they they uh, most destroyers don't carry nukes. They they do carry. Uh, They've got cruise missiles. They yeah, excuse, excuse my ignorance. They, they were a, tomahawks. They were tomahawks. It was a missile. Tomahawks and, and cruisers. Yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. When you're Milton fine. was in the Navy, he actually fired missiles and could tell you all sorts of cool stories if you talk to him. Ah, oh, cool. that's so cool. The machine gun was fun because they threw a um, basketball into the water and fired at it. <laughs> oh yeah, you got it someday, Matt. Oh yeah. 45 kids went out on the boat 44 came back <laughs> nobody thought that pudgy kid would be able to zigzag in the water that fast big freaking machine gun oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's oh, probably, oh, one yeah. Their, probably one of their 50 cal deck guns it wasn't ship mounted it was like they brought the machine gun out and fired yeah it's off. one of the personal arms it's probably yeah. just a 50 it's probably a, a mounted 50 cal 
Yeah, it was probably a tripod. It was probably a tripod at fifty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got to see the mounted ship guns. I think the rounds the are like the the rounds were like the size of coke bottles. The right? mounted yeah. ship guns, the they they look like that. Oh yeah, the five yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're usually yeah. like either twenty to thirty millimeter. And they yeah. they run either either out of a full uh, mini gun or they do a uh, they have a single bar- a single barrel uh, slow fires. The the main yeah. deck gun on a destroyer is freaking amazing. To shift the topic a little bit, um, <laughs> Mikey, I gotta tell you. You have to read Monster Hunter International. I've heard of this, but I, I don't know what it is. It's basically, it's this dude who was an accountant and he just in Texas and he just happened to be a gun nut and his go- his boss ends up being a werewolf and he <laughs> kills the freaking boss with his, like by throwing him out of a building and this private monster hunter hunting organization approaches him and is like we all watch the video footage of this and you're freaking awesome you need to join us i want to read this um it's very pro gun country boy let's go shoot monsters i'm in yeah it's very fun that's not michael yeah it sounds like michael yeah it's (laughs) i mean it's a super controversial series because it's very conservative is probably the best way to put it but is it very pro second amendment i just think you yes yes i think but it's also very anti-government interference um but the first book is the only book that i found to have some politics kind of thrown at you but i never felt that the politics didn't fit the character it never seemed like the author was trying to shove politics at me it felt more like it was true it was true to the main character it was true to the characters of the story now the author of the book is a very right right wing gun nut so yes that's probably why it's controversial well, <laughs> probably probably well and he you know i mean write about what you know <laughs> so it's like it's no wonder that the characters at least in the first book are saying that stuff because it's like well the author's basically writing about himself <laughs> no way it's just a good and, old uh, texas and, boy i mean and and when i say monsters I say, I mean, all of them. There are there are monsters in this book that are pulled straight out of D and D monster manuals. Oh wow! I like that even more. They dive through a portal and try to nuke Cthulhu. (laughs) Dude, yeah, it's it's a really cool series. I very much enjoyed it. I felt I felt a little bit of cringe when I heard about the controversy, but I still I enjoyed the story so much. I mean, it's a well written story, and the characters are true to themselves. I I don't think there's a problem with reading stories about problematic characters as long as the stories are good. I agree. You got as long, but as long as they're not trying to overly push an agenda either. Well, I mean, Starship, the original Starship Troopers, is called one of the best science fiction author books ever did written. It, well, and, it's very very good. Highland and Highland did really well with that one and it's yeah it's super pro-fascist oh yeah it's, yeah yeah it's not satire it's no. super pro-fascist no yeah, um, Ver- verhoven when he did the movie made satire of the book with the movie yeah and that's a lot of that's one thing that a lot of people that watch that movie don't realize is though it's, it's supposed to be satirical yeah <laughs> oh oh boy but yeah i know i will right for sure Oh, I will read that for sure. Yeah, they're 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 absolutely fantastic. And um I don't recommend this for all books, but I think they're better listened to than read. Really? Um the I can't think of the name of the narrator, but whenever he does the voice of the main character, he sounds like um um oh the guy who played Ron Swanson. 
Oh, um, Nick Offerman. Um, Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. Sounds exactly like Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. Have you is, seen is Nick, Offerman? Nick Offerman? Is no. it Nick Offerman? No, it's not. <laughs> um, you know what? Have you seen Nick Offerman's new cartoon, uh, The Great North? Uh, yes, I have seen the first episode. Watch the rest of it. It's such a fun cartoon. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it's beautiful. I, I, I would, but I've been watching Star Trek. Tell us more about it, Mikey. Month, We're a so. fucking podcast. Don't just Yeah, say, what the hell, dude? Okay, hey, have you watched this show? It's good. It's a, it's a show about a family in Alaska, and the Nick Offerman plays the main character whose name is Beef Tobin. <laughs> and it's basically of like their lives in, in Alaska, and it's actually really fun and it's a great cartoon like one of the the one of the sons i can't remember his name like his his internet girlfriend moves up there with them her name and they and her name is honeybee and they actually end up like falling like actually having a real relationship <laughs> and they they run a fishing boat and uh like there's there's too much to explain it's great oh uh, the youngest daughter can't isn't allowed to play curling because she's too competitive <laughs> she's not allowed to do curling because apparently it turns her into a legitimate monster what? that's funny Oh yeah, like she treats people like dog shit if they uh, don't. She doesn't think they're curling well enough. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a that's a very uh very specific sport. She's very into. And oh, her Alaska. best friend and her best friend is Alanis Morissette, but she's also Aurora Borealis. <laughs> yeah, it's her, she talks to the Aurora Borealis uh, every night, and the Aurora Borealis is Alanis Morissette. That's hysterical. And he even and she even calls her Alanis Morissette. <laughs> the name of the narrator. <laughs> Uh, Monster Hunters International is Oliver Wyman. I've heard that name before. He yeah, so is have I. a prolific voice actor. Mm, okay, I'm sure um, I've heard the voice before. And he, well, like, let me see. And I, he, he was Astro Phoenix in Yu-Gi-Oh. That was him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard the, uh, I've, I've heard the, uh, the voice before. Yeah. Nice. He, I'm, nice. he, he plays characters all over the place, so it's kind of hard to find like one character that you'll be like, oh, it's him. Um, did you hear the voice actress for that played Jesse on for Team Rocket? She passed yes, away. I did hear about that. Oh, somebody check on James. He's not okay. No, no, he's not. No, it's oh. very sad. She did other voices, but sad. that was her like one her like claim to fame, I guess. Yeah, that makes me really sad. Yeah, it seems like he's mostly all over the place. Like yeah, no you worries. look at a show and he does a whole bunch of voices. So like the only wow. one I could recognize was that Yu-Gi-Oh voice. Okay. Like I said, but I've heard the name. He's been he's been yeah. doing voices since nineteen eighty five. Wow. He's got a he's got a good catalog then. Yeah, that's longer than I've been yep. alive. Speaking of voiceover, David Theobald the third. I'm sorry I tried. I tried so hard. Yes. Um, speaking of voiceover, segueing into nerdy ass voice actors mm. who play D and D. Oh yes, yeah, so those guys. Um, you're you're my only other person besides my uh, my wife's uh, godfather mm-hmm. who you know actually watches Critical Role with me. How are you feeling about the all the delays for Legend of Vox Machina? Eh, I mean, it's the with the year of hell we've had. I it doesn't surprise me, and I'm I'm, I'm bummed. Eh, I know, but it's gonna come out when it comes out. You're gonna watch it when oh. it comes out. The hell's well, it matter? <laughs> I mean, and it's definitely gonna come out because Amazon gave them a contract for two seasons. Yeah. My thing is, are they gonna split the Briarwoods into two seasons, or are they going to do an? Are they gonna do the Thordak arc for the second season? I have no idea. If they did the Thordak arc. 
arc. That'd be great. It'd be interesting. I'm sure they, I mean, it depends on how comprehensive they want to be. The Thordak well, arc was great, but it was short. <laughs> well, I think that's why it'd actually make a good season because it, it's, a, I would say, roughly the same amount of episodes for core story as the Briarwoods. Yeah, fair enough. I think it would be good. But have, have you been reading the the Vox, the origins of Vox Machina comics? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, see, uh, as series three dropped, season, uh, and issue two for se- series three dropped on w- last Wednesday. I'm going to go pick it up next week. Oh, right, cool. It's, uh, the comic is beautifully drawn. It's following all their early adventures before the stream. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been great. Well, that's awesome. You can get uh, series one and two as a trade. I'm sure. It's something I'll look at eventually. I'm just, I, I don't have, I've got, there's a lot of balls being juggled in the background. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, I get it. I just think it'd be something you'd really enjoy. Well, I probably will, and I'm sure I'll check it out at some point. But like right now, I'm having I'm having difficulties being able to catch the episodes every week or being able to stay awake through them the entire week. <laughs> I see, for me, I've never I don't watch them live. I watch like two episodes live. But for how my my home life is or anything, mm. it's easier for me to just kick them on when they drop on Monday and watch them slowly through the week. Yeah, I get that. Like I um uh, episode 135, I only wa- I've only watched like maybe. 30 minutes of the episode because mm. uh, like I had my okay. vacation or anything and I've been spending time with the family. So I haven't really like done it because I will watch it in the morning when I drive to work and during my lunches. Gotcha. It makes sense. Yeah. So, but the things that have been happening in the current campaign, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So when they had Ashley roll for the weather. Yes. And she rolled the white dragon. Yes. Oh, it was great. <laughs> that was the, the best. They're like, you rolled that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest oh it's always awesome when early villains that that that, that escape come back i love oh, doing yeah. shit like that and they're like wait and they're like wait like they look up and they're like wait no <laughs> i told you oh, i had your shit, shit. <laughs> Uh, that was well, awesome. the whole thing, you know, with with Molly, that mm-hmm. I was like, holy hell! Oh yeah. Uh, spoilers for season two uh, or the second uh, second for campaign, campaign, for of, campaign uh, a critical role. Notice <laughs> I said Molly, and I didn't elaborate. I know, I know. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh yeah. If anybody's not caught up with current canon on Critical Role for the last what was it, fifteen twenty episodes? Mm-hmm. So no worries. But yeah, oh, just yeah. the 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 way the campaign has been going, and then everything through Aor, like it's been giving me ideas for for what i want to do with my guys <laughs> i know right oh my gosh oh i i'm still having uh i still have an i i have an idea for what i'm going to do with my guys because my camp my pathfinder campaign is actually going through taldore oh nice and they're actually getting ready to hit kaimel they, <laughs> they're going to they're going to go through kaimel but then i'm i'm actually going to mess i'm actually going to give a little bit of a mind fuck um, no, I know my players, they don't listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is they're going to hear about children and young women that go missing. Ooh, and, always fun. And they're going to find a cabin out in the wood, out in the woods. Oh, well, it's not the woods, but like the full low foothills. And they're going to mm-hmm. find a cabin and there's going to be an old woman there. Mm-hmm. And when they talk to her, she's going to, a young girl's going to come out, maybe like 12, 13 ish. And mm-hmm. she's going to keep trying to like hide her away, put her away, like not let her talk or be seen. And I'm trying, it's going to get my parent, my character, my characters. I'm trying to get my players to go into attacking the woman who turns out to be a retired mage. Mm-hmm. And after the, and if they beat her and if they actually fight her and they kill her, they're going to find out that that little girl who she says is her granddaughter mm-hmm. is actually a flesh golem made out of her daughter who was killed oh, by shit. orcs many years ago. Oh, no, and it wasn't the old lady. And it wasn't the old lady oh, that was killing terrible. the kids and the kids and the women. It wasn't the old lady that was killing the kids and women. It was the flesh golem. Wow, you, you're you, you're mean. That's awesome. So they're gonna kill the wrong person. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've got I'm running my I'm running my group in fifth ed through Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Oh and they're they are doing oh it's so random some of the shit they do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I my guy I have my characters super suspicious of me right now because I gave them an the an extra dimensional cart. Oh no no I've I've got a I've got them jumping in shadows and oh like at one point they're walking through a hallway and a duck quacked <laughs> and they spent like three sessions trying to figure out what the fuck was going on and I was just messing with them. Oh that's <laughs> great. Our cleric the cleric um for my campaign he won't step foot in the wagon because he thinks it's too suspicious two of my other players think that they're a, an archmage is going to show up and try and take the cart from oh them. it's great what they don't know is when they get about two more levels higher the cart's going to expand they're going to find a locked door that one of them mm. already found the key to mm. and they're going to fall into a into an extra dimensional uh dungeon and they have to fight a night hag that's trying to become well, a fun fun the, the the fun thing the, the great thing yeah. about uh, Dungeons of the Mad Mage is they uh they my party they they're not very good about checking for traps and then I catch them in one and then for like the next six weeks every ten feet they're like, I'm gonna check for traps I'm gonna check for traps oh my god they're like <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna open my bag but I'm gonna check it for traps it's your bag <laughs> yeah but it's you the most evil thing I've ever done as a GM is um Heather doesn't like puzzles um so I was running a game for Heather and Anna. And I had a chasm that appeared to be bottomless. And on the ground at the front of the chasm was the entire alphabet and ancient language and the numbers. And it was in the shape of a QWERTY keyboard. Idiot. Idiot. In the Latin, <laughs> Jehovah starts with an I. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one that was thinking that. <laughs> and um, she thought about it for the longest time. And she's she's yelling at me saying... I you know I hate puzzles. This is so mean. I hate the puzzles. Forty keyboard. Come on. <laughs> and she goes, "Fine, I'm going to teleport across." I go, "Okay, nothing happens." <laughs> There's no trap. It was just the numbers on the ground in front of the pit. That's funny. That's funny. No, but no, but I was great. So they're walking down this dark hallway, and and they come to a fork in the road. One of it leads back the direction they came from, but a different side passage. The other leads into the darkness and down to the next level. And they're standing there at this junction trying to figure out what they do. And all of a sudden, they just hear quack. <laughs> like what the? It's like everyone make perception check. All right, everyone rolled higher than fifteen. You hear it again. Quack. <laughs> they never found anything they couldn't <laughs> I, okay so sometimes you got to keep them guessing so my rogue if the, the rogue in my in this party he he finds traps really well he's actually really good at finding traps mm-hmm. but he's so bad at seeing if they're reset traps oh. and so he'll go and he'll think and like he'll either he'll set it off or whatever and he'll be like okay you're good he's gotten the alchemist shot with arrows twice or the one he's like oh. that's he's wonderful like, or he forgot to secure a rope, and so when he let go of the one half, the alchemist fell down into a spike trap that was covered in dragon dung. Oh, Jesus. My, <laughs> my favorite trap of all time is Grimtooth's trap. Are you guys familiar with Grimtooth's traps? No. Oh, shit, it's Flying, been a while. Flying Buffalo is a company that made these setting-neutral books. Yeah, and no, the trap, traps is great. These really clever traps, and they had skulls next to them, depending on how deadly they were. This was Ooh. a five-skull trap. It was a, you open the door and there's a bridge going across pools of molten wax. And on the other side of the um, bridge is a throne with a statue sitting on it. And the statue gets up and it's a golem. It's like a stone golem. Oh, wow. And you attack it. The stone golem's made out of flint. If you know anything about wax. (laughs) And 
<laughs> how flammable that room would be. That's pretty no. good. That's it's pretty an good. instant death, no save trap if you're in the That's room. That's pretty good. <laughs> I would TPK the party I'm running right now. They would they'd be like, oh, we're going to murder this thing. <laughs> I think it's a very usable trap. That's one of the things about Grimtooth is you can, you, can, you can modify them all you want. I think it's a very usable trap if you have the first time you hit it it's a small amount of damage the second time you hit it, it's a little more damage and you come up with and you always have saves but if the um you know you do some kind of thing like if somebody hits the golem with a crit it's some massive amount of damage yeah those are always fun <laughs> but i mean just imagine big flaming wax just exploding yeah just cool it's beautiful. You can oh, add persistent damage to, to it. How are you supposed to beat the trap, though? Grimtooth's traps aren't like that. A lot of the Grimtooth's traps are skip the room. Yeah, oh, that, that was back like... in the that was back in 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 the days of D anD D when people would actually look at a room and go, "Yeah, we're gonna die in there. Fuck that room." So, <laughs> so basically, these are traps that are like, if you enter this door, you're dead. Another way to do the same room is just make it a flint statue and don't have it animate. Yeah. Someone still might hit it with a sword. Yeah. Or, or whack that statue. Or have a torch or something. Have a lit, light a torch or something. Yeah. And that room's pretty dark. Throw a torch in there. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> th- th- there was another one in there that was uh, there's two pressure doors and one of them's open and you go inside the room and it's a it's a stone it's a, a stone room that goes all the way up about sixty feet into a uh, a smooth uh, top and then there's another pressure door directly across from the way you were it's about a thirty foot diameter room and uh, you, you walk across the other door and the second you touch the other door the first one swings shut and locks. And then a pole comes as rises out of the floor with a uh, large a large metal bar about ten feet across attached to the top by a chain. It then starts to spin and gather speed. And you look up on top of the wall, and there's a line that's darker than the rest of the uh, the rest of the stone around it. And then the room starts to fill with oil. And that thing in the center is spinning faster and faster and faster and faster. And after uh, after a five minute timer, it raises up high enough to cast a spark, which ignites all the oil in the room. There's um, oh my god! There's a bunch of spinning traps in Grimtooth that use static electricity. That yeah. you know, there's a cord and uses static electricity. There's some really simple ones, and there was ones that I really am glad I learned from the book. Like um, there's a breakaway step in a staircase. And if your foot goes in it, your foot just breaks through and you have to make a low save and you take very small damage. You just kind of twist your ankle or whatever. Mm. But if you pull your foot out, there's blades in it pointing down like this. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's some saw shit right there. And then your part, and then out of the out of the shadows, your your paladin hears, "I want to play a game." My favorite way to run that trap mechanically is it doesn't do a lot of damage, but it gives you some kind of condition that you um you have for the rest of the dungeon until you get some kind of medical. Yeah, help. that's ooh Jesus. Um, I also learned about there's non-lethal like traps. Grimtooth even did one book where it was almost all non-lethal traps. 
um, where they said the 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 pressure plate that just makes a really loud clicking sound and does nothing. <laughs> that's just a fuck with people. Oh, that's nice. And to make it great, you have to include actual. It, it's good because you can make the old dungeon where some of the traps don't work, where they Man. they step on the pressure plate and it just makes a really loud clicking sound, and then they fu- they they stop worrying about it, and then eventually bad thing happens on one of them. <laughs> what I think would be great just to like mess with them is like they the pressure plate goes off, they all go through, and they're like nothing happened and then it's like and then the two as as right there you hear bing and the wall slam together what's also great is if you you do you hear a clicking sound from the pressure plate and then you hear something rolling down stone in the wall <laughs> yeah that one's good yeah yeah you, you hear the sound of stone sliding against stone and then you hear a thunk and then the stone sliding against stone again and then another thunk and then you don't hear anything you hear what sounds like crossbow, uh, cro- uh, crossbow uh, st- uh, string snapping. You know what a bowling ball coming out of the return sounds like? That's what you hear. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh man, nice, nice. Have you ever? Oh. Have any of you ever heard of a role playing game called X Crawl? Nope. Mm-mm. It's a futuristic role playing game. Um, but it's sort of like the Running Man movie with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, but uh, play, the the professional sport is dungeon crawling. Interesting. So the player plays an adventuring party going through a dungeon, but through the whole dungeon, they're being watched on TV at the time, and nice. you get you get incentives in the game for um, um, entertaining the crowd. Mm. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I mean, I remember the guy Different that used to movie, go to. But... I remember the guy that used to go to Strategicon that would take an entire corner of the minis room and build this epic castle terrain area, and then he'd do one v one level twenty D D characters. You build your own and bring it. Last man standing wins. Nice. Oh, it was a, cool. it was a it was a single elimination tournament fight one v one. Nice. Your level twenty character against my level twenty character. In <laughs> um in Pathfinder in the campaign, there's this thing. It's a pirate tournament called um Green Blood on Black Rock. Okay. Where there's this big rock and a a big black rock and a reef. And the different pirates bring monsters, the different ships bring monsters and have them fight on the rock. That was inserted in the campaign just so they could do it at cons. That's that's awesome. And you can you can go and play a monster and do the battle on the rock. And they um, oh, that's cool. It's the same the same um, guy who does it every year. I can't think of his name, but it it's it's one of those things that it's a lottery event. So you're lucky if you can get to play it. Right. I get that. No, this was uh, this was. I'm talking like back in the 90s when this was going on at Strategicon. Back when That's I first cool. started going. That's cool. Yeah, I was. I it was. They were doing third ed back then. I wish I was more confident in playing to be able to, to have jumped in on that. Man. But I was just starting D&D. back then. Competitive D and D used to be a big thing. I mean, that's where Tomb of Horrors came from. Tomb of Horrors was for competitive D and D. Oh, okay. I didn't it know was that. the first hard mode adventure dungeon written specifically to kill characters because these guys were supposed to be the hardcore tournament. Yes, you know, we're, the, we're, we know what we're doing. And it is not the first, designed to be fun. No. The first dungeon, the first dungeon with the Sarak? It, it's, it's Tomb of Horrors, man. People, you literally, I've, I, one time I tried to play it, I went through like 12 characters and then we just quit because it wasn't fun. To answer, to answer Anthony's question yes it is the Aserac dungeon yes I, I know that there's a really annoying part in it that I guess you're yeah, supposed to fight it's like, called all of it well but here's <laughs> here's super bad like you're fighting a Aserac and you beat him and it's very early in the dungeon now the yeah we didn't get that far 
Now, the players can continue going, but if they're like, oh, I guess we beat them, the DM is supposed to, um, I guess the book like Flout says, like, you're supposed to convince them that they beat a Serac and that they won the dungeon. So it's literally like it's telling the the DM meta like meta out of game to like hey lie to your players. Yeah, Gygax was a dick like that. There's he was <laughs> trying Beautiful. to be with Tome of Horrors, but there's he there's was. actual it was great. there's multiple places in Tome of Horrors where if you do the wrong thing, you get teleported to the front of the dungeon with no gear. Yeah, I mean no gear, naked. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a couple where it changes your gender, changes your alignment. Yeah, I think all the ones that teleport you to the front of the dungeon with no gear change your gender which that sounds problematic now (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was yeah no i i i I saw the um what was it the xp level three he did a youtube video on it and he basically talked about how he's like some of these i guess some of the some of the uh the puzzles are like there's no hints that there's puzzles like you're supposed to know Mm -hmm. you're just supposed to know like there's a door at this section of the wall yeah, there's you no have... context that really tells nope. you, but they are solvable. They're only solvable if you're trying everything. Yeah, That's... and the problem is, is half the time when you try stuff, it just kills you. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but when you try, try everything, st- try everything, but try nothing. But actually, when you try stuff, you have to use old school methods. Like you have to use 10 foot poles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you can survive it. So it it's it is a survivable dungeon. It's just it's unrelenting and unforgiving. Yeah, you make one mistake, you're done. Game over. One bad roll, you're happy. fucked. I honestly <laughs> there are so think, many saver sucks. It's insane. I honestly think with some modifications, a dungeon like that can be a lot of fun. Well, if you have the right party and the right well, GM, yeah. Well, they already, well they already did modifications. That's what um that's what Tomb of Annihilation is. It's basically Tomb of Horrors, but like not as dumb. Well, they also tried to give it a bit of a story, too. Instead of you're yeah. in this dungeon. Because the original Tomb of Horrors really had almost no story to it. It's like, well, you yeah, didn't no. go. Well, yeah, yeah, it didn't have a story. The story was, a Sarak is a bad guy who goes around making a crazy, insane dungeon that no one can defeat. And he uses the souls of the dead adventures to, like, feed his flattery. That was the story. Yeah. Which, I mean... Right. which To, to be fair, that, that was that's all cool of story. the story. But yes. I mean, to think about it, that's a cool story, though, if you really think about it. It's like, yeah, this but badass like, glitch is making this crazy dungeon... All the story. ...specifically to kill adventures so he could, like, use it. I was like, that's that's pretty neat. And but in yeah, the final room, there's a cake. <laughs> Tomb of Annihilation, though, was actually... But this is Tomb of Horrors, so it's a lie. Uh, yeah, you try to go through the cake, and you walk through a portal, and you appear in front of the dungeon, changed into Gary Gygax with no gear. <laughs> no, the cake is a mimic, and the moment it bites you, you that's when you go to the front of the, with no gear, front of the dungeon with no gear. I was watching some TikTok video where this guy, this nerdy guy, was showing his bathroom, and above his toilet, he has a, a painting of a toilet mimic. <laughs> And then under it, it has a sign with an arrow pointing down that says, definitely not a mimic. (laughs) That's 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 pretty awesome, actually. I like that. That's good. You know, that's the great thing about sci-fi fantasy games, where mimics can be a lot more fun if they can be objects that people can recognize in the real world. Oh, man. So one of the reasons my my fifth ed party is so scared of their own shadows right now is they're they they were piloting a raft down an underground river and they come across a small little pylon with a boat tied up next to it. Like, oh cool, we're gonna get a real boat. So the one guy gets jumps off the raft and jumps into the boat. The sides of the boat close up around him. The entire boat's a mimic. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I've never thought of a boat mimic before. I really yeah. boat. I saw one. There was a guy. I think he was running a fifth edition game. He had a ship mimic. 
It was a Moby mimic. (laughs) I've done the chest mimic when I've had old school players who could recognize it. I've, um, and I've done doors. I don't think I've used them for anything other than a chest and doors. I don't think I've done anything really crazy with mimics. Well, that is your misfortune. I have heard chair, the story. From what of, everything I hear, chair mimics are nightmare fuel. <laughs> chair mimic would be cool. I, I, I really want to do the toilet mimic now. There was uh, there was the one Pathfinder. <laughs> there was one Pathfinder Society adventure where there was a table that you were sitting around, and all the chairs were actually animated animated objects. Ooh. I yeah, that was that um, that was that um, Zarda Drowning where you go and you infiltrate the yeah Heliax Embassy. Yeah. How about has anyone ever done like nature based mimics? Like you're out foraging the forest, and then there's a giant rock, and you well because mimics like, aren't really out in nature; they're more parts of dungeon and parts of urban environments. I was just imagining like just a giant rock, and the and the party's like, oh yeah, we walk over the rock, and then the mimic comes alive. It's like it was a rock. The answer the answer to that question is yes. There um there's I mean, a great, yeah, but there's in Dungeon Denizens Revisited, which was an old Pathfinder book. They went into a lot of of the monsters and kind of reinvented them and mimics in nature was one of the things they talked about was like a mimic might be a tree or something um so does that mean the apple throwing trees in wizard of oz were just really obvious mimics yes there's there's a really great monster that was done in misfit monsters revisited it's called a wolf in sheep's clothing that is a deep fucking cut all right it's (laughs) it's a so you're going through the woods and you say a tree stump with a squirrel on it and it the the stump is the monster and the squirrel is just a corpse that it's like puppeting and big tentacles come out of the stump the the scariest thing about it is it can burrow so if you run away from it it can pop up in front of you it can bugs bunny your ass and one of the really cool things ways to do it is um it it can if, if it kills someone it can do the same thing with their corpse so you can run into the woods and it could be a little gnome sitting on a sitting on a um freaking stump like waving and it's the monster tammy how are you talking without your uh, mouth moving <laughs> have you guys heard of um or or read online about the um what was it the, the the secret hydra? Yes. Anybody else? No, I can't say that I have. No. Uh, you want to describe this, Anthony? Yeah, sure. It, so the it's person, a false hydra. False hydra. There we go. False hydra. Um. So the idea was uh, it, it was it was kind of modeled after the dead hand monster from a uh, Legend of Zelda, and I'm sure we all remember that giving us all nightmares when we were like ten. Um. So it, it's basically this monster that when you go into the city. Nobody seems to have memories of a point past a certain time. And uh, as, as time goes on, like more and more memories start disappearing. So somebody might be like, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I've never been married. And you go in her house and it's like she has like clothes for a man. She has like a double bed. And it's like, oh, or she'll claim I that think... she's never been married and she's wearing a wedding ring or wedding ring. And, and there, like, oh, or there's a picture. Okay. There's a picture of some dude. And oh, that's always been here. I don't know who that is. Yeah, things like that, right? You so, see some guy walking around with covered in hash marks. So, um, and then, and then it's no, the it's, it's not the silence. It's wrong. different. It works very differently. <laughs> it is sort of like the silence, though, in the way. It's but, not um, when you look at it, but yeah. 
Oh, right. So you're going around, and basically the idea of the party is supposed to like do the mystery, figure out, oh wait, people's memories are being taken away. Um, what's going on? That's weird. And then you you figure out it's this false hydra thing. They normally live underground, and what they do is every they start singing, and when they start singing, you can't see them, and they they'll eat people, and then they like wipe everyone's memory. So it's like that's why I keep hearing country roads take me home sometimes. Whenever they eat someone, everyone forgets (laughs) about the person that they ate. Um, I I read a really cool story about someone who used the monster, and the party went into town. They went through this whole thing, and then the party discovered that they had a, another party member. Right? Yeah. The the DM. Yeah, we read the same thing. The DM. That's he, good. And That's he good. Had this, yeah. And he had this plot thought up from level one. Holy so like every shit. time, so every time they kill something, <laughs> he would like give them potions, and they were like, I don't know why that bear had potions, but okay. And it just went on and on like this, right? And when that thing, whole, that whole thing happened, it basically turned out one of the characters who had mentioned that she was an only child, blah, blah, blah. Well, he had retroactively added a sister to her story and then made uh, – and basically made that character like the cleric who was healing everyone. That's why everything was dropping potions. That's why this character who thinks thinks they're an only child, but no, actually, you're not an only child. This thing just ate your sister that you thought you never had, and now your healer is gone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so they like they had <laughs> this whole crazy. plot. They had this whole plot set up from like level one. I thought, yeah, no, it was really cool. Wow. And and they would also, I guess, while they were doing the um, while they were doing the little like story with the false hydra, they would like play a bunch of creepy songs from different like video games. So and and there were a couple moments when the players were like, hey, can you push off that music? It's really creepy us out <laughs> like like everything about the story was just super creepy and creeped everyone out that's wow. that's crazy holy shit yeah i'm going to um do a quick little screen share and show you a picture of the false hydra uh, okay yeah so yeah guys oh, if you ever if you ever uh can't think of a really interesting monster oh Look, that this, thing this, this, lovely this is a good one thanks yeah. for that nightmare fuel you can yeah. turn it off now hmm. i i did i Thank did you. need to sleep yeah what is what is sleep yeah, it's like something the, I something I won't be getting tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the dead hand from um, Zelda that that like creepy boss at the bottom of the of the shadow dungeon. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. There's a better image. I'm, no. I'm good. I'm perfectly happy. Never seen that chill. again. Thanks. Better image. Look at, the, oh, look at image. my wrist. I got to go. Better image. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Look at my wrist. I got to go. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. That's been... Uh, That's all the time uh, we have today. <laughs> I've been your host, Special Mikey. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> coward oh, God damn no, it, Brian. I, so, I, fuck. That isn't even the one I wanted to share. It's this one. Oh, fuck. Fuck you, man. Dude. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, wow. That's pretty oh, cool. That one's eating a person. Yeah. Num, num, num. Well, finally, something What were we talking about the... now? What's going on? <laughs> well, that's going to take the place of the smile of the smiling Doug Jones guys from uh, Buffy. What is? <laughs> what are we talking about? Nothing, Brian. We're good. <laughs> Didn't we used to have a fourth podcast host? What happened to Anthony? <laughs> 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 nope, it's always been the three of us. It's day one. Yep, always. Um, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up, Mikey? 
How I was we joking. Wanna... We didn't have to finish. No, dude. No, we're, no, <laughs> well, no, we're, no. We're at like an hour and 52 minutes now. If we're going to record uh, a bonus episode for this bonus episode. We weren't episode. recording the entire time. It's only like 1040, man. It's an hour and a half. I mean, we, it gives us 20 minutes to record a bonus episode if we're going to be off by 11. I thought this was already going to be a bonus episode. Or are you is, going to release no, to the general public? No, this is going to be a general public episode. Oh, all right. Well, then, come, well, then let's kill it. Episode. Come on. Yeah. Take us home, uh, baby. Right. Okay, fine. Yeah. You got this, Sexy? Bring us home. All right, so let's just uh, bring this in here. Get these uh, dulcet tones going. And to get the, the Picard tug. Picard maneuver. <laughs> oh, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, today was great. I actually had... Uh, uh, this is really nice being back, guys. It really was. I Brian. feel like you're talking to me after we just had sex or something. <laughs> this is great. Uh, this is my pantomime for cigarettes. Um, You guys were great. I you know, no, I'm not going to ask how you know that. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> love you guys so much. Uh, Brian. As uh, I've uh, said before, I love you, Mikey, but only in a sexual way. Nothing you do with your beard. <laughs> Mikey, I love you too, but only in the gayest way possible. Ooh. Mikey, we're definitely going to have to touch tips gently one of these days. What you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if everybody's doing it, we might as well hop on. Ahoy, matey. Party. I'm talking. Hey, everybody. <laughs> So, but no, this was great. I missed you guys so much. So I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> uh, tonight's episode was pretty great. We touched old stuff. We touched new stuff. We touched throbbing stuff. <laughs> We've got our fingers on the pulse of the throbbing issues. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, we're just, just ramming this episode home. Don't oh, want to, don't want to pound this too much. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, everybody, this has been a great episode. It was nice being on with everybody again. So, uh, I've, I've been your, I've been your host, Special Mikey, along with he was, Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, nurse. <laughs> Andrew Anthony. Goodbye, Buttercup. And David Theobald. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck the you. Third. <laughs> the third. Shut the fuck up, Mikey. And when we get to the bonus episode, I'll show you more. Oh, oh, I hate you so fucking much. No, you bastard. You beautiful, beautiful, oh. dulcet toned bastard. Mm. <laughs> uh, Say and, the uh, words. You're the host. Fine. Bring us home. <laughs> This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. Stay awesome. Mikey, uh, say goodbye. Brian, cut him off. No, it's you no. Know, Mikey has to. Oh, say, okay, okay, say goodbye, yeah, Anthony. Sure. Brian, cut him off. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>